Hey there, friend, and welcome back to the Yours Truly podcast. My name is Claire Tuning. I am your host, of course. I am also your resident non-diet dietitian, and this is episode 158 of our show. More specifically, it's the final episode of 2021. I know my release schedule over the past couple of weeks has been... A little inconsistent, we'll call it, but uh, thank you for being understanding and allowing me to take a little bit of time off to spend with family. Sitting down every week, whether it's by myself or with a guest to record 45 minutes to an hour of a show, as you maybe can imagine, takes some time and it takes some energy and sometimes That is time and energy I feel like I don't have, especially around the holiday season. So again, thank you for your understanding, and I've really been enjoying some time away from the mic. But I could not let 2021 come to a close without sitting down one final time to spend a little bit of time with all of you. So I thought we could use this episode to reflect on the past year as a whole, talk about what we learned, talk about what episodes of the show you all have seemed to like the most, and to announce some exciting things that I have going on as we wrap up this year and head into 2022. So first half of this episode, we're going to do some reflection, and then towards the latter half, we're going to do some announcements, some scholarship stuff that I have to share with all of you. So stay tuned and stick around until the end with me if you want in on all that info. Before we get there, though, let me see. What updates do I have? I told you it had been a minute since I had sat down to record. I guess first update I have is I am currently very cold in my office. I'm burrito wrapped in a blanket. In order for me to get the best sound on these recordings, I have to turn the heat off so it's not kicking on and off while I'm recording. It's like this weird background noise, so I'm a little chilly but I'm doing it for all of you guys. Uh, any other updates? Have I talked about the, uh, the Starbucks sugar cookie almond milk latte on this show yet? I don't know if I have. I know I have on Instagram and whenever I talk about it, I seem to get really mixed reviews in my DMs. Some people love it. I am one of those people. Other people really are not vibing it. So if you're looking for a delicious, holiday celebratory drink to help you wrap up your year, might I recommend the sugar cookie latte? It's really fun too because they put little like red and green sprinkles on the top. As I'm saying this, I'm realizing this episode is going to come out after the Christmas holiday, but I'm assuming they will still have the holiday menu until afterwards. Anyways, not sponsored by Starbucks, but Starbucks, if you would like to sponsor me, I would gladly accept. But um, let's go ahead and kick things off on this episode as we normally do. We've been doing this for almost four years strong now, but we kick things off with a Yours Truly Goal Slayer featured post of the week. And this post comes from an individual who has been part of this community for quite some time now. When this post came through a couple of days ago, I recognized the poster, the name, and I was really really happy to hear from her. So it reads, I thought you guys would appreciate this moment. I took my son to Whole Foods and let him pick out whatever he wanted for breakfast. He ended up picking giant danishes for us. We were eating outside and some guy who was drinking a green smoothie came over and said, I wish I could still have breakfast like that. 
and I was about to get really mad at this grown man for shaming my toddler's food choices until he got down on my son's level and said he would give anything to still be able to eat breakfast with his mom and to make sure he's nice to his mom. My mama heart melted and I am so happy or so grateful, there we go, to be able to make happy food memories with my son over delicious pastries. So if that post did not warm your heart, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe maybe you're the Grinch. <laughs> maybe you're Ebenezer Scrooge over there with a cold heart. But I thought that post was really nice and, and heartwarming and quite a plot twist there in the middle. We thought we were going to get food shamed by a green smoothie drinking stranger. But as it turns out, we just got a reminder to enjoy food with loved ones while they're still around and to be nice to those around us especially to our moms, I guess, in the context of this post. But if you are not already a member of our community, we would love to have you come and join us. If you're new to the podcast, this is a free Facebook community that is open for anyone to join. We do some video trainings here. There's always 900 plus members to answer your questions. You can get support from them. Of course, I hang out there as well. So if you're looking for a diet-free community, for support to make virtual friends with here in the new year, we would love to invite you to join us. So you can do that by visiting the application on my website. That is clairetuning.com community. Right when you type in that link, it'll take you directly to the brief application and we just have you fill that out. So A, you can learn a little bit about the community and our rules or guidelines and B, so that my team and I can learn a bit about you and what you would find most helpful to see content on. So again, that's clairetuning.com community, and I hope to see you there in the new year if you're not there already. But I figure we would start off this year in review episode talking specifically about the podcast because, well, that is where we are right now. I'm assuming if you are tuning into this episode, then you have maybe been here before. Maybe you've listened to some other episodes that I've released either in this year or in years previous. And I took a little bit of a look at some of the analytics for the podcast over this past year. And I have come up with a list of our top five most popular episodes this year. And I thought we would count things down going from five all the way to the most popular episode, which of course will be one. Now, we have to take these analytics with a little bit of a grain of salt because I realize some of these episodes have simply been out for much longer. <laughs> like take, for example, an episode I released in April is obviously going to have more streams and downloads than one I released last week, let's say. But uh, I did find a little bit of a theme and that the episodes that got the most traction, if you will, the most downloads, the most listens were all released in the summer of this year, uh, specifically within like three to four weeks of one another. So I don't know what y'all were doing in the months of June to July, but well, I, I do know one thing you were doing. You were listening to podcasts, <laughs> specifically this podcast, and I am so grateful for that. So we'll do a little drum roll. I don't know. Can you hear that? 
I'm sorry if that just like blew your AirPods out of the water there. That might've been really loud, but <laughs> I was trying to do a drum roll. So coming in at fifth popular episode, we have a tie actually, and it, it truly was a tie, same numbers of downloads here, but we have a tie between episode 133, which was my TikTok nutrition trend takedown. That was a solo episode with me, myself, and I talking about all of the things I was seeing on TikTok nutrition-wise. I know we talked about liquid chlorophyll. We talked about other things that are currently escaping my mind, but I had a whole list of things that I had seen on TikTok that we debunked throughout that episode. So that is episode 133, TikTok nutrition trend takedown. Try saying that five times fast. And tied with episode 133 was episode 147, which was also a solo episode that I did titled What's Up with the 75 Hard Challenge. If you're unfamiliar with the 75 Hard Challenge, I'm not gonna dedicate time to it now to explain it. I did a whole episode on that, but it is something that I fear is going to come back in the new year. I'm already seeing it being talked about a little bit more and I'm recording this episode in mid-December, so I can only imagine with all of the New Year's talk that this might be another thing. I know they call it a mental toughness challenge. I call it a diet in disguise, but it's another thing that will likely come back. So if you are looking for my take on the 75 hard challenge, what I think about it, maybe why I don't think it's the most helpful or positive thing to do, then you can check out episode 147. But moving on to most popular episode four, or fourth popular episode, there we go, is episode 139, which was a listener Q&A that I did. To be honest, I don't remember what we talked about in this Q&A. I probably should have looked that up before I hit record here so I could give you an idea, but I did a couple of listener Q&As throughout the year, and this one ended up being the most popular. So if you're looking for some free question and answer time with yours truly, check out episode 139. But coming in at number three, we have episode 140, which was titled Normalizing All Bodies in Nature with Ash Manning. If you are unfamiliar with Ash, then I am sorry for you because she is incredible. She was one of the most fun interviews that I had. I really tried this year to bring on, of course, nutrition professionals as I always do, but professionals that have areas of expertise beyond nutrition. And this is Ash. She is an adventurer, an explorer. She does all things outdoors. So if you are wanting to hear about that conversation, normalizing all bodies in nature, <clears throat> excuse me, how you can use some time outside to help you reconnect with your body and we even talk about how that can fit in with healing your relationship with food then episode 140 is a really great episode for you coming in at number two we have episode 141 you see what i'm saying we have 139 140 141 y'all were just on a listening spree throughout the summer but episode 141 was called taking diet culture out of gut health with dr jesse hoffman now this episode was a really interesting one to record because it was a little bit more 
like sciency, dare I say, than some of our other episodes. Of course, all of our episodes and all of the guests that I bring on are trained in science and we are presenting evidence-based information. But in this episode, Dr. Jesse Hoffman and I really talked about gut health. Like, what do we mean when we talk about gut health? Is there validity to that? How does diet culture really get in there and blow certain things out of proportion? She is obviously a a, a doctor, Dr. Jesse Hoffman. She has her PhD in, I believe, nutritional sciences. She's also a registered dietitian, and her research is dedicated to gut health. So she knows a lot about that. If you're interested in learning about that from a non-diet perspective and getting information that's actually helpful and isn't just going to push a million and a half non-research-backed supplements your way, then I really recommend episode 141. And finally, our most popular episode released in 2021 was episode 143, The Power of Body Neutrality with Jesse Neeland. Wow, we had had a lot of Jessies. (laughs) Jessie's dominating the top five here. But in this episode, Jesse Nealon and I talk about, you know, what is body neutrality, how it can oftentimes feel more accessible than this idea of loving your body or body positivity, body love, whatever you want to call it. And um, she is actually in the process of writing a book on body neutrality that will be coming out at some point in 2022. So be sure to check out that episode and all of that work there as well. I am honestly really proud of all of the episodes that I've recorded and released this year. And needless to say, you're going to find something valuable in any episode that you listen to. But if you're looking for kind of a best of list to start with, I think any of those top five episodes that I just listed out would be a great place to start, not only for yourself, but if you're looking to share the episode with a friend, a loved one, a family member, maybe you could start by sending them any of those episodes. But um, another one that was really popular that I got great feedback on that was just shy of making this list, and I want to give it a special shout out because, again, it was just shy of making this list, but this was episode episode 148 titled Personal Training Based on Your Enneagram Type with Barb Puzanovava. And if you're not familiar with Barb, she is the non-diet trainer, I believe is her Instagram handle. And in this episode, we talked about obviously fitness and training and movement from a non-diet perspective, but she talks about how that personality tests the Enneagram and what number you are. We, we go way more in depth on this in the episode, but she talks about how knowing your Enneagram type can actually help you and any trainers you might be working with to figure out what types of movement are going to be best for you, what structuring of a movement program will be more supportive of you and your mindset and your goals. And that was just an an interesting episode, something that I had never talked about here on the show. Of course, we'd talked about movement in other episodes, but bringing in that extra layer with the Enneagram type was a little bit different. 
And as we're wrapping up this conversation about episodes that I've released this year, I really want to give a huge shout out and a thank you to all of my guests for taking the time to connect with me and share their stories with not only me, but all of you who are listening. I think the podcast would be a lot more one-sided and dare I say boring (laughs) if it weren't for our incredible guests who take the time out of their schedules to to do this and to, to be interviewed. So if you discovered an awesome human through this podcast at all, maybe think about shooting them a little DM if you have the time and the desire to do so and just say thank you to them because I know as a content creator myself, as someone who makes and shares and does the things, it really does mean the world when you can hear from an individual who was helped by an interview you did, by a graphic you made, whatever it might be. So again, if you have discovered any awesome human through this podcast, I can say pretty confidently that it will mean a lot to them if you could shoot them a DM and just say thank you or maybe share with them something that you learned from them, something that they said that clicked with you, whatever that might be. So for the next part of this episode, I did a little bit of crowdsourcing so that I could hear from all of you on what you found most helpful and working towards a healthier relationship with food in this year of 2021. So I took to Instagram a few days ago and I have since come up with a list of things that many of you were kind enough to submit and share with me. These are ideas, reminders, and tools even that you all said had helped you most this year in creating a better relationship with food. So let me see, I have 16 things here. I had a lot of entries. So if you entered something, if you shared something with me and it did not make it on this list, thank you for taking the time to do that. I tried to combine some of the ones that had similar themes. I tried to make this list as robust yet condensed as possible so I would not be reading for hours here, but I have identified 16 here. I'm going to take these quotes exactly as they were written in the little question comment box to me on Instagram. And maybe one of these is something that you said, or maybe as I read these, you can identify like, oh, that helped me too. Or that is something that I would love to focus on heading into 2022. Or wow, I would still really like to work on that. So maybe this can just get the wheels turning on what you'd like to focus on, or maybe it could even help you celebrate how far you've come as well. So first we have eat breakfast. Plain and simple, but I agree, we need fuel multiple times throughout the day, the morning included. So eat breakfast. Second one, looking at myself in the mirror and saying, those are my arms instead of my arms are insert negative thought here sounds like that individual is talking a little bit about the body neutrality piece of it all maybe they listened to that episode with jesse neeland i was talking about earlier third food is not a moral decision four i started going to therapy to discover where my poor relationship with food started 
big shout out to this person for starting therapy. I know many of my clients that I currently work with and who I have had the pleasure of working with in the past also do therapy alongside of our work together as a team. I think this work of healing and creating a better relationship with food goes best when you have support from multiple types of professionals and also just humans in your life in general. Five, (laughs) this person says, um, you did. I guess the you meaning me. This actually comes from a, a current client of mine. So thank you. You know who you are. I'm so grateful to have had a part of your life and a a piece in this journey over the last year. And the same person also follows that up with, my first big light bulb moment was learning about the last supper mentality. You know, that's something that we've talked about a lot on the show as well. I feel like I've touched on that in some Q&A episodes and in some solo episodes as well. This idea of When you start with intuitive eating and you're bringing all foods that you enjoy back into your life, not that that happens all at once, but over time as we're making peace with these foods, we don't feel that same level of urgency around them or that same level of intensity because we know we can enjoy some now and that food will continue to be around later. When the you know diet doesn't start Monday, I know you've heard that before, but when it doesn't start Monday, the delicious meals that we enjoy don't have to feel like the last supper. So yeah, really big one there. Seven, honestly sitting in a wheelchair on a feeding tube in treatment and I realized I needed to change. I feel like I just wanna give everyone who submitted these a big shout out because talk about the bravery and the courage that takes to say, hey, I need a higher level of support. I need treatment and that's where the healing begins. That's wonderful. So if the person who wrote this in is listening, I am so proud of you and I hope you continue to heal in 2022. Number eight, food isn't good or bad. We can enjoy all types of food without shame and guilt. Number nine, I stopped eating in excess to reach macro goals. I'm eating until I'm full as a priority instead of aiming for an exact quantity. You know, macro tracking is something that I've talked about in other episodes. I know I've talked about it in TikTok videos as well. You know, this whole idea that we have to eat an exact number of XYZ. We have to count the exact grams of everything every day. And uh, we don't. (laughs) I mean, one can choose to do that. Everyone who's listened to the podcast here before knows I'm a big proponent of bodily autonomy. So that is an option. But is it necessary? No. And as this person is pointing out, I've worked with many individuals in the past who have had some kind of macro tracking or counting in their background, and they often felt like they were ignoring their body cues in order to satisfy the number count for the day. And this could look a couple of different ways. This could look like ignoring hunger cues because you have already maxed out your quantity of carbs, proteins, fats for the day. So that especially happens if you're under fueling and those numbers are too low. But it can also happen on the reverse. It sounds like this is the experience of this individual where you're pushing past 
fullness cues and you're eating to a point of discomfort to reach these goals, to reach these targets. And both of these things really kind of disconnect you from your body, whether it's ignoring a hunger cue and not eating enough or pushing past a fullness cue just to tick these boxes. So I'm really glad to hear that this individual is kind of coming back to a place where they're relearning how to connect to and honor those cues instead of relying on a number, on an app, on a phone screen to dictate their body's needs. Number 11, the pendulum slash necklace hunger analogy. I teach it to my high school kids now. (laughs) That's awesome. This actually comes from someone who I went to college, who I went to school with, and I'm really happy to hear this person is a teacher. That's why they're talking about teaching it to high school kids, but I'm glad to hear that visual not only resonated with you, but you can now bring it to kids and help them improve their relationship with food in that way and teach them the importance of eating regularly. And if you're hearing me talk about this pendulum necklace analogy and you're like, Claire, what the heck is that person referring to? Uh, You can check out my Instagram and TikTok. I have a couple of videos there. Or if podcasting is more your jam, episode 136 here on the podcast, I go really in depth on that analogy. In fact, the whole episode is about swing goes the pendulum. I think that's actually the title of the episode. Number 12, starting solids with my baby and intentionally nurturing her intuitive eating instincts. That's awesome. 13, your brutal honesty and your hilarious reels. I... I hope brutal honesty is a good thing. Sometimes when I hear brutal honesty, I associate that with being negative, but I guess that's just a way of saying we keep it real around here. We keep it honest. I try my best. And yeah, with the reels, I mean, honestly, I just repost what I make on TikTok to reels. Don't work harder, work smarter. Big proponent of that, but I really try my best to bring a little bit of humor and a little bit of levity when possible to some of this content because I know it can feel daunting and like a lot at times. So I think if we can bring a little bit of laughter, a little bit of levity, like I said, when appropriate, it can make these things feel a bit more accessible. 14, moving intuitively and balancing my cravings in a peaceful way. 15, giving birth to my daughter and realizing the example that I want to set for her about food and body. And lastly, number 16, food cannot be good or bad. It has no moral implications. So I think it goes without saying that all of these are incredible. I probably said that about 20 times throughout reading all of those to you, but all of these show how far all of you have come this year. And I think you deserve to be really proud of that. And that idea right there, the idea of giving yourself credit and being proud of yourself is the next thing that I'd like to touch on for a couple of moments in this episode. You know, something that my clients and I do at the start of every one-on-one call that we have as a team is focusing on one of their wins or something that they feel good about since we last spoke. And something that I find in talking about these wins with my clients is that they feel a lot easier to celebrate if we think that that win is a big deal. 
right? Like if it's something that we have been working towards for a long while, or if it's the first time that we've been able to do something that we've always wanted to do, you know, for example, eating without feeling guilty or honoring a fullness cue or putting together a meal that makes you feel really pleasant. Like if the win feels big, if it feels monumental, then we are going to be more likely to be on board with celebrating it and giving ourselves credit for it. But on the flip side, I find that my clients and all human beings, dare I say in general, struggle to give themselves equal amounts of credit or struggle to want to celebrate themselves when they don't feel that the win is quote unquote big enough or like when they feel that they haven't done enough. Have you ever felt that way? Right? Like if you feel like you haven't come far enough, if you haven't tried hard enough, that even the progress that you have made doesn't feel good enough and you feel really inclined to discredit yourself. I know for me personally, I feel this on a really deep level. Like, of course, this year I have the same job, I do the same work, and I am so incredibly grateful that my business has stayed relatively the same. But in my personal life, I've had a lot of big shifts and changes over the past 365 days. I moved cities. I live at the beach now, which like 11 out of 10 would recommend, I have to say. But I had a big move, live in a different house. I moved on from a relationship that was a really big part of my life for the past four to five years. So here I am in my mid to late 20s, single for the first time in a long time. And that's been an interesting and a weird shift (laughs) to wrap my mind around, but you know, refreshing and, and good at the same time. Bittersweet, I guess is how we phrase that. I have a lot of different people in my life. You know, I was reflecting the other day that so many of the people that have meant so much to me this year, especially in the latter half of this year, I didn't even know a year ago, and yet they mean so much to me. So when I reflect on my personal life and how much is different, maybe you can do some of the same and realize how much there is there to be proud of yourself for and to give yourself credit for, but how easy it is to look at what you haven't done yet or maybe places in your life where you where you aren't quite where you want to be and how easy it is to focus only on those things and discredit yourself from how far you have come and all of the changes that you have made and how, you know, if you're listening to my words right now, you've done something right. You've made it. (laughs) So all this to say, if this resonates with you, consider it my invitation to stop discrediting yourself. And I know that is so much easier said then it is done. That's why I offer it as an invitation. It's an option. What might it be like to give yourself a little bit more credit for everything that you have done this year? Because like I said a couple of moments ago, if if you're here listening to these words come out of my mouth, through the microphone and into your ears, then you must have done something right this year. So let yourself celebrate that, no matter how big or maybe insignificant that might seem 
because I think that's really important to do all times of the year, but especially as we are having some of these reflective moments and we're looking to move forward into a new chapter, into a new year. So I'm going to step off my soapbox now. (laughs) Be proud of yourself. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me. And I think that's the, the note that we can end this year on. And speaking of ending things, there are a couple final things that I would like to share with you before we end and wrap up this episode and the podcast as a whole for 2021. So three things here. Stick with me. I promise all of these are important reminders and announcements. Some of them I'm announcing for the first time here on the podcast. So if you have stuck with me, some of these things have not even made it to social media yet. So you're the first to hear about it. So number one, I am hosting a scholarship as a way to give back to all of you who are listening or who have followed along with my content this year. And this scholarship, I did the same thing around this time last year, but it was a great success. So I'm bringing it back this year, but it is for my intuitive eating discovery course. And it will allow one individual to enroll and obtain lifetime access to the course and all of the bonus materials and future course updates 100% for free. So if you would like to learn more about the course and who it's for, what it includes, all of that, you can visit my website, clairetuning.com slash course. And if you or someone who you know might be a good fit for this scholarship, please send an email to me, claire at clairetuning.com with your name, your phone number, and one to two paragraphs explaining why you think you should win the scholarship. The deadline for submission is going to be 11.59 p.m. EST on this Thursday, December 30th. You must be 18 years or older to apply, and the scholarship winner will be announced on Monday, January 3rd via email. Again, to nominate yourself or someone who you love, you can send an email with your name, phone number, and one to two paragraphs explaining why you think you should win. And you can email that to claire at clairetuning.com. Second announcement. I am going to be hosting a webinar to help us kick off the new year on Thursday, January 6th from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. EST. So the name of this webinar is... I did a little alliteration here, so I hope you appreciate it as much as I do. But the name of the webinar is Reframing Resolutions, A Healthier You in 2022. And in this webinar, we are going to be covering the biggest diet traps that people fall into when setting health-related resolutions. And we're going to talk about three ways to reframe your resolution so that you can avoid these dieting traps and create a long lasting, healthy relationship with food. So registration for this reframing resolutions webinar is $12 USD, and that includes access to the live webinar, the webinar replay in case you can't make it live on January 6th. And you'll also get a take home copy of our reframing resolutions guidebook to help you set goals and take action on what you learn in the webinar. 
The link to register is going to be both in my Instagram bio and in the show notes of this episode. So again, reframing resolutions, a healthier you in 2022, a webinar hosted by yours truly on Thursday, January 6th from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Eastern, and I hope to see you there. And the third and final thing I have for you today is a big old plain and simple thank you. We are about to enter into the fourth year of this show existing, and although we're still a relatively small podcast, I am so incredibly grateful for your support. I know there are a lot of podcasts out there, and it really means the world to me that you choose to spend any time at all here with me week after week. So as we head into the new year, I promise to keep bringing you more episodes, more guests, and you have no idea how helpful your reviews are in helping me to bring you more fresh content week after week. The more reviews we have, the more the show grows, and the more the show grows, the more we can help people. And the more we can help people, the more motivated I am to keep bringing you content. You you see where I'm going here. It's a cycle. So all that said, if you are enjoying the show, please consider tapping those five stars and leaving a review. And you can do that if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. But if you listen elsewhere, be it Spotify or SoundCloud, you can also share love for the podcast by sending any of your favorite episodes to a loved one. You can take a screenshot and put this on your Instagram story, give me a tag, any way that you are willing to pay it forward and show some love for the show, I would truly appreciate. But my friend, that is all I have for you on this final episode of 2021. I am wishing you a safe and happy new year. Stay fed, stay fun, stay you and I'll catch you in 2022. Okay, but seriously though, how good was that sign off? I mean, if you know me, you know that we had to end this year with some kind of fun wordplay rhyming magic. Like we wouldn't do it any other way here on the podcast. Okay, I promise I'm done now. See you next year.